Good evening. Good evening, folks. Hey, how you doing? It was a bad situation up at first, but, you know, it's okay now. You okay with me? Just raise your hand. I can see it. So we're going to start right here, right now. This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. everyone and welcome to the let's talk about it with jenny white show each week we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about these issues concern children and adults who may be autistic have asperger's or have mental disorders of any kind we will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons now let's start the show Hey, 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 this is a great show tonight. We're going to be talking about thousands of teachers and why they are leaving the classroom. But first, I have to introduce my co-very, very, very close person. And we're talking about Mr. Coleman. Mr. Coleman, are you there? Hey, good afternoon, Jenny White. See, so you got your computer operating. Oh, boy, I tell you. <laughs> yep, I was some folks that was there and they are gone. Oh, well. Well, uh... Uh, it is what it is. Maybe they'll tune back in. Well, I hope so. If not, it's okay. It's okay. They'll be back All another right, so. time. But tonight, All right, so what we're, you going talking to, about? we're going to be talking about why thousands of teachers are leaving the classroom. And one thing is... Twice as many teachers are thinking about quitting than at the start of the pandemic. States are raising pay, but there's a promising modal modal in Arizona that might make more stick around. Now, what that might be, I don't know. But I know that states are raising pay but there is a promising model in Arizona that might make more people stick around. We don't know. And we know, though, that one teacher quit because of the pay. Uh, A lot of people, you know, decide not to deal with it, with the students, and everything else that's going on. 
and uh, more than half million teachers have left the profession since the start of 2020, which was uh, COVID-19. In a typical year, about 8% of teachers leave, but this year, that was 2020, they saw more teachers live in the middle of the school year than normal. Also, while it's long been common for teachers to quit during their first five years on the job, districts are now losing lots of teachers with more experience. Can you understand that? Districts are now losing lots of teachers with more experience. As schools seek to recover from the challenges caused by the pandemic with enrollment in decline and students falling behind on basics like reading and math, it's difficult to find the help they need to do the work. So I think it's sad because reading and math is really, really important for students. Especially reading. You have to know how to read and write. So if you can't do those things, and I understand why they can't, because the schools were closed and the kids couldn't get their learning and their parents had to quit some of their jobs to stay home with their kids. It was a mess. And you know what? It hasn't fixed itself yet. So if anyone can tell me the reason why students or teachers are still not coming to school, let me know. Let me know. Because they they're saying that more than half a million teachers have left the profession since the start of 2020. And that's kind of bad. And a lot of teachers leave in the middle of the school year. Now, come on. Come on. You're in the middle of the school year, and you're going to stop? You can't even go to the whole year? Okay, I have someone that wants to talk about that. Hi, you are? Hi, this is, this is Dorothy from Detroit. Okay, how um, you doing? I'm great, and yourself? I'm fine. So what do you think? Huh. What do I you think, think it starts with the parents, the okay. students, COVID, monkeypox, and people uh-huh. coming in there with guns. Oh, yeah. When you had this, this shooting where the police wouldn't even come in and save the teachers and the students, it gave the teachers a whole different perspective. You know, you, you might be right about that. You just might be right. I hadn't thought of it that way. Yep. 
Well, I have a granddaughter that's teaching second grade right now. And I'm kind of fearful for her. Because I asked her, can't you find something else? Yeah, well. You know, it's a lot no. of different things, though. You were going to say something, uh, May? Yeah, I got a question. Now, you say you're fearful uh, for her. Um, in what regards is she not necessarily because of the second grade students? No, not of the students. The children that died in that school, um, they were in third grade, third and fourth grade. Right, right. Now, does she teach in an urban area, in the suburbs? No, in the suburbs. Okay. I think I would feel better if she was in an urban setting. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're not shooting up black black schools like that. Uh, if, you know, if somebody gets shot at a black school, then they they was looking for them, and just and, and just probably happened to probably didn't even shoot the person they was after. Because, you well, know, not only you shoot up, you shoot up a, a black school and the parents find out you got their kids hostage, you better be worried about getting out of the school. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah right. I know that's right. With with their guns, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's gonna make it. You know, there's yeah, not um, a lot of stuff going on. And teachers a lot have always of, been under under underpaid. That's true. Mm-hmm. That I I have my hand up. That's the truth because I know, I know that. But uh, one of these school persons who named who was named Kentucky's Teacher of the Year for 2022 has just announced that he's quitting because hmm. a parent accused him of grooming children through his oversight of an LGBTQ student club. If you happen to be at the convergence of hate, queer, and a teacher, then you have to prepare yourself for an onslaught. So... He didn't say anything about the LGBTs. And the parent, excuse me, went crazy. That's one thing they want. You know, the LGBT people, you know, uh, to be involved. And some teachers, some states rather, are putting new restrictions on what teachers can say about racial history or gender, identity, and sexual orientation. Teachers across the country express frustration about being micromanaged by rigid, rigid curricula that turned them into little more than data collectors and standardized test proctors. So what's going on is the teachers are telling what they can say 
at what they was to. Now, there was a time when teachers could just close the door and use their best judgment on how to teach a class. But uh, now there's a lot more oversight of teachers. That comes with both good and bad outcomes. But for a lot of teachers, it makes their job less professional and less fulfilling. So I can understand when they got a whole lot of other stuff, they have to make, they have to say something. If they say about one group, you have to either include the rest of the, you know, students. You just can't say something for one and not add the other because, you know, people get kind of, you know, well, you didn't say that to us, and there we go. And I can understand. I can understand. Uh, Well, fortunately, I didn't have that problem (laughs) because when I was teaching, there wasn't uh, a big come out, you know, with uh, the gay group. So we didn't really have a problem. But now that they have come out, they want to be heard. They want to be heard. And I don't think that it was intentional for a teacher to not mention them if they were talking about a specific group. I don't think they were just, you know, just overlooking that particular group. So, you know, it's just kind of hard. So I I can see, I can see why teachers will just be leaving and going to different places to do different things. So I don't know. So what what else were you going to say, Miss Dorothy? Their hands are tied. Yes. That's basically what it is. Their hands are tied. They're being told. They're actually being treated like a student. They're being told what to do and what not to do. You know, that's something to think about, yes. And the kids will still not get a full education if they're not allowed to say certain things. Well... You know, it's 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 hard. It's hard for teachers, and I, I don't know. There was uh, this particular brother who was born with uh, Down syndrome and albinism, and he and his brother they had grew up in a rural area that fell short when it came to specialized services. Just the lack of resources for us is what drew me into teaching. So, you know, in rural areas like that, they don't have a lot of um, teachers for 
people that have health situations and just different things. I my students, you know, were those were the students that I chose to teach. And I love that. I love doing that with the children. And the other children are a little bit, you got to do a little bit uh, over for the young students. But, you know, the students that have situations going on, you know, I like the students that have resources and everything like that. I do. I do. So that's me. That's me. And a lot of people become special education teachers because they have to do less things than special ed. Although a lot of times you have to get more, but it's it it helps you when the students do well and that's what you want them to do. That is it. That's the whole thing for special education. So, you know, a lot of people are stressed for the regular students, but it's also stressful for the students as well. So it's a lot of behavior problems that are going on. And when you can't go to your the grade that you want to do, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, you have issues with e- either group, regular or special needs. Well, you now you have where they are actually hiring people from off the street to teach both groups. And the ones that teaching special ed, they have no background to help those children. What did you say? They're taking people off the street? Yes. Okay. All they're requiring you know is that. a bachelor's a bachelor's degree. That's all they're requiring. Well, I mean, they're offering uh, other payment too. Other payment, but you have to you have to really do things for special needs. And I didn't hate, I did, I love that. I really did. I love the kids. The kids love you. And I have seen a lot. I have seen, I've seen a child get killed. I've seen a child that was gay and was, you know, going to the bathroom and trying to break everybody else out. And, and, uh, when I called them out and excluded him because I was a counselor, and I 
sent her home. She ran around the building for two hours. Might have been two, might have been more. But she ran around that building cussing me out. (laughs) And that's not funny. But it was then. (laughs) Well, it's funny now, too. But that's what happened. She was upset because she was going in the bathroom, kissing all the girls, and I made her stop, and I excluded her, and she walked around the building for two hours to cuss me out. So, you know, hey, that was just something that happened. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, a lot of I, I remember uh, my friend doing lesson plans hmm. and going into school a week before to do billboards. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. These, these people they're hiring off the street, they know nothing about that. You know. They're, they're being told once they get in there, well, this is what you need to do. Mhm. But see, those people can kind of guide them and make them do what they want to. They want them to do. But a real teacher, she knows what's right and what's wrong. And that's too is the reason why a lot are leaving because they are not able to teach the way they want to teach. We want to teach like, you know, we were taught. You have ways that you do it, and you can have a a little play with doing some specific, uh, what is it, lesson that you want to to give the kids, okay? You want to teach them. And you do different things. You know, I know I've done, oh, man, I've done plays and and just speeches and just anything because you have to, you know, engage them. They don't want to just sit in a chair and tell them that two and two is four. Yeah, okay, right. You know, got to be... You know, anyway, anyway, I don't know if that's still going on. It might be some more, but a lot of times the uh, authority don't want you to do this and they don't want you to do that. So, and that is one of the reasons. That the teacher, what did you say? More than, I I know of an elementary school right now where they placed this principal who has been placed in 10 different schools, went to this school, held a meeting last week with the teachers, gave them a folder with her rules and regulations in there, 
told them they were going to change their way of teaching. They were going to teach her way or no way. And See, more, than half of staff, mm-hmm. more than half of the staff got up and quit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds like that was by design. Oh, yeah. Right. That's horrible. But what you are going to get is people that don't care. And if you say jump up high, they will jump just to get the money. They don't care if the kids are learning anything. And that's the sad part. Uh, situation. That's sad. Because the kids Right, because one of the teachers I personally know, and this was going to be her last year for teaching. She was going to retire after this year. And she left the building and went straight down to DSP and put in for her retirement. Wow. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, I read an article about the superintendent of the Detroit Public Schools, uh, Beattie, and how, uh, you know, they've been spending um, all this money on contracts with these uh, tutoring companies. And I think uh, they spent $12, 13000000 million with this one company that his wife uh, just happens to work at. And uh, his wife's a black lady, you know. I saw a, they showed a picture of her, um, and I get I don't know if she was a volunteer, and you know they said that they disclosed, you know, the fact that she worked there um, after the fact, and you know some people <laughs> that were complaining. Um, well, one per, one person, you know, in the article said that they should have disclosed that you know, months before that they did. Uh, and so his wife ended up uh, resigning from the tutoring company. But um, they said their results were, were good for the particular age group that they were working with as far as the scores were concerned. Um, but then, you know, not only do you have uh, the politics that, the, you know, regarding the teachers and the teacher strikes right now and, You know, you've got certain uh, politicians that's trying to affect the curriculum. You know, uh, they don't want critical race theory taught in schools, and uh, they want to uh, rewrite history uh, where George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, you know, owned slaves, but they did it reluctantly. You know, they, they, they really didn't want slaves, you know, and then, they talk about the number of slaves that were brought from Africa, uh, but the majority of slaves that were here were born here. I mean, so, you know, a bunch of lies. You know? Yeah, um, yeah. And like they say, if you don't know your history, you you know, you're doomed to repeat it. Uh, so there are a number of things that um, are going on right now. I mean, we're actually living through history, you know, and it's, it's not – necessarily good history, but, you know, we're living through it, you know, because uh, there's, you know, a group of people who are trying to not only turn back the hands of time and and rewrite history, you know, or whitewash it, uh, you know, but like uh, Dorothy said, 
you know, going in these schools, shooting them up. And, um, you know, it's just a mess. So I understand teachers not necessarily, you know, um, you know, leaving, you know, teachers leaving the professions because, you know, the way some of these kids act, and then, you know, and then once you see the parents, you understand why. why yes, they, yes, they, yes. They, they act, why they act the fools. <laughs> the, the parents are such big fools. You know, so it's, it's but not But you easy. know what? You know, I, at, at some point in time, parents did have uh, some kind of likeness for teachers, you know, they believe in the teacher teaching their child, but now they don't care. But that's a whole different generation. You're right. You're right. You're right. Because I saw one uh, parent come up with the child because the teacher had taken their toy or whatever that was, and she had it in her um, in her drawer. And that child went home and brought his mama the next day, and mama came and told the kid, go to that teacher's drawer and get your whatever it was. And he went into the teacher's drawer and got it because his mother said that. And see, you can't, I, I don't go with that. I do not go along with that yeah, at Basically, all. what she said to that kid is that you don't have to respect this teacher. Right. Absolutely. But, you know, now when I was counseling, it was something, and I learned how these, and these were uh, students that had physical or, you know, other kind of issues, and when the parents came for the conference, I could understand why the kids were crazy. I really could. And that's not funny. But then you will learn why this particular student behaves this way when you find out their parent. So, you know, I never had a parent to uh, cuss me out or, you know, wanted to say bad things to me and why did I do with that uh, with her kid? No, I I never had that that uh, situation. But you know, and I don't play either. And I tell them what their child was doing and why they didn't do. But you know what? I have kids, too, that have told me a lot of stuff that happens at home. And, you know, it is like, okay, what am I supposed to see? What am I supposed to do? Nothing. But then I learned why this child is doing this. Oh, gosh, well, if you only knew some of the things well, that kids have told me. Well, teachers, My Sunday uh, school teachers. My um, Sunday um, school man, teachers. Mandated teachers. reporters. 
Huh? <laughs> I said teachers are mandated reporters. I mean, once you find out certain things, you're mandated to report it. Well. Or you can be held accountable if it's found out that you knew certain information and didn't alert the proper authorities. You're right. You're absolutely right. Moving right along, my uh, Sunday school students, my Sunday school students have told me a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And it's really different when their parents walk into the church and, you know, but I can't say anything because the child, you know, told me. And uh, I don't, you know, tell my kids. So, but it's a, a lot of things that I have heard that I have heard that will never get told. But that's why a Certain children are the way they are. And there's really not much you can do for it. And I have another person who would like to join the discussion. And how are you this evening? And how are you this evening, Miss Jenny White and Miss Dorothy and our lovely, wonderful co-host? <laughs> yeah, it's the entire, just the, the rhythm of the country. I know I've heard a lot of, of the ministers say that um, as far as education is concerned, we're on the bottom for an industrialized nation. We're on the bottom. It's getting worse, you know. Um, the uh, political climate makes it bad for education. They're all involved in it. Like I was, for instance, uh, in the South, uh, children, some of the kids came to school wearing their Black Lives Matter shirts. And so the British comes to you can't wear that. But then the other kids come in wearing, wearing the Confederate, uh, you know, and they, it's okay for them to do that. You know, it's, it's, they will not allow the children to learn. They won't let them learn. We're fighting uh, this Make America Great Again, and, and, and the whole, you know, you can't settle down to that, you know. People are not but they're able trying to settle to, down. They're trying to change the history. That's what they're trying to do. But the history, you know, um, then what about the Constitution? Was there, they, what, what, whichever they want, whatever they want to interpret it at that time, the courts, the system, the legislature, Nobody's listening to the common people. Hmm. I know I saw this one program where um, there were um, some uh, LGBT teachers, and this one woman had um, an LGBT family, and she was having a hard time, and so she was there presenting her case. It was some type of a, 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 a assembly as to what the problem was. And then this one man who was teaching, and he's of the LGBT community. And he was saying, look, I just want to teach. You know, I'm not trying to get in all that. Just want to teach them and all of this. But then you're afraid of their agenda, you know. 
you 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 you're concerned about how he's going to teach and what you know. You just mention like um, whatever he is, case the rock the rock, you know, one of those things, and and influencing your children. You just don't know. I know. I was talking right. to my cousin. I was talking to my cousin. She was talking about how children need interaction. They need socialization. You know, they need this. They need that. You know, because I was saying, how come um, since they're afraid of the pandemic and the monkeypox and all of this, how come they can't do it uh, like regular homeschooling? You have a teacher has so many students that he's responsible for in teaching those students and and the reading and writing and arithmetic and all this other stuff, and he's responsible for them and he can interact with those kids. But then people are afraid, you know. She said they need other um, outlets. I said, you know, they can use the uh, computers and things like that. And she said they might end up that. She said, but they still need the socialization. They need they need the, the interaction. They're just being isolated like that. So you you really don't know um, just what to do. You really don't know what to do at all. It's sad to say that. Um, yeah, but you have people that. You're going to come up with people that are not educated, and that's not good. That's true. So what kind of job are they going to have to get? And like you said, we're already on the bottom. As far as industrialization, we're on the bottom. And some of the programs we could probably put into place, but you cannot settle the country down enough because of all this other stuff that's going on. To settle down so that we can zero in on the problems we're having with our schools. Yeah, but a lot of people uh, don't care. They don't that's care. True. Especially. And that's sad. I know. Uh, for the next generation. Oh, man. Don't say that. The next generation, it is. How, how can you, you bring them up to power? And we're just passing them through, passing them through, making them look good on paper, but it's the paper, you know. <laughs> well, you have, uh, you have parents that are working, and they can't stay yeah, home with the kids. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, the kids aren't learning. You're absolutely right. They're not. They're not. And that's sad. What are our kids doing? What are they doing? Now, that's up to us. That is up to us. We have to. We have to figure it some kind of way. And a lot of parents have had to quit their jobs. They can't afford to quit. And some of them don't, but Bobby, some they do. Yeah. They, those to, kids yeah. have to learn. Those kids have to learn. They have to. Well, you know, you, you really have to look at the state of education and, you know, you say they've got to learn, but what are, what have they been teaching? I mean, you know, I look back at the education that I was getting uh, when I was in school, and you know, it was a whole lot of things I didn't learn till I was grown. 
you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some things I didn't learn until I was in my 50s, <laughs> you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, I ain't going to tell mine. <laughs> right, right. Some, you know, the kid. Well, let me ask you this. Do uh, let me ask. This is for everybody that's listening. Do you know who Mansa Musa is? Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa. M a n s a Musa. M u s a. I don't. No. No. Mansa Musa. Mansa Musa was an African. And he was the richest human being that ever lived, even in today's standards. He said he had so much gold that his entourage would travel through Africa to other states, and they would, you know, bring money and they would change the economy of that particular state because of that particular country because they would spend so much money there. Uh, and uh, they're supposed to be making a movie about Mansa Musa. But uh, I, would like to see I asked my, yeah, I mean, I asked my daughter, I mean, this isn't something that I, I was taught. I think I stumbled on this, you know, just doing some of my research and other studies. And since, you know, that point, since that time, since I uh, learned about him, you know, I've I've heard others talk about him, uh, but I asked my daughter if she knew, you know, my youngest daughter, who's 23 now, but I think she was in high school, uh, who Mansa Musa was, and, and she knew. Now, I mean, I don't know, and I didn't ask her, you know, how she knew but at that particular time, but, you know, she knew. And so the thing is, there are that have been kept from us in history That's true. Uh, as far as our accomplishments. Um, the wealth that Master Musa had was uh, was more than the richest person now. I think the richest person might be worth $200 billion. It was, I think it, his wealth may have equated to $600 billion in today's dollars. So, you know, he was that wealthy. Um, but there are facts that have been kept from us, and 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 in a lot of instances from from those that are teaching us, you know. And in some instances, you know, I know here in the Detroit area, uh, they were bringing in teachers from Teach from America organization, you know, that you know hire teachers and 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 uh, put them to work in urban areas. So you have these young white teachers, you know, that have never taught black students. Um, Hmm. And so the thing is, in some instances, if you have preconceived notions about people or you only know what you've heard on the news or TV and you have a sense of fear, you know, how can you teach somebody that you fear, you know, or – you know, it's been proven that yeah. boys learn at a different rate than girls, you know. And so in some instances, you know, uh, a child may be, may seem like they have attention deficit disorder, but it may not be that. It just may be the way that they're being taught or the way that they learn. Uh, and so 
I mean, it's hard enough for black people to teach black people, you know, if you don't understand that concept, uh, let alone, you know, uh, a 21, 22, 23-year-old white person, you know, that's never had to deal with black people to come in and teach them, you know, and with no understanding. So uh, I think that the state of education, and Malcolm X even said, you know, um, I think it was Malcolm X or or Elijah Muhammad, you know, how can you expect uh, other people to teach our race, our history, you know? And so in that instance, you know, we need more schools where we control our curriculum, you know, or we're able to teach our children and bring and train them up to be, um, you know, we need more politicians, you know, the, the Senate and Congress is, is, is probably 95% white and probably, you know, 98% male, male, you know. So, you know, we need more um, children that are raised strategically in certain um, positions and occupations that will benefit, you know, the race as a whole. And I think that, you know, we have to be strategic in our planning um, and it has to be an all-out effort, and it has to be organized nationally uh, in order to do that. Uh, now, I don't know that anyone that or any one group that has done that or has even talked about it. I know that there are, you know, uh, schools for black children, charter schools, you know, or, uh, and things of that nature, but I think that then, you know, there has to be a, a conversation where it's, um, you know, it's organized to where we have a concerted effort to teach our children and groom them up uh, because there's a pipeline to prison, you know. And so we're talking about, yeah, yeah you know, we're talking about, and we're talking about this deficit in learning. I mean, nobody could have predicted the uh, the, um, the pandemic, you know. Nobody could have predicted that and the uh, impact it would have had on education. But even beyond that, right now with this politics, like, you know, uh, Sister Lucy said, they are going a uh, hundred steps further and trying to – uh, control education, and then then the lack thereof. Because yeah. I mean, because if you're uneducated, that means you're going to get a menial no job, threat. and there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to be manual laborers, and there are going to be those that are going to go into the the penal system. They're going to go into. They're going to get incarcerated for various crimes, uh, which will keep the um, private correction facilities in business. I mean, and I don't know if, uh, and then, you know, I'll, I'll turn it over to the panel, um, but they were talking about, you know, in the news uh, about the judges in Pennsylvania that were taking bribes, uh, taking money from the private uh, correction facilities that they had built juvenile facilities, and they were, you know, convicting juveniles of menial crimes, sending them into the system, 
and uh, and these private uh, juvenile facility owners were paying them under the table. So they're taking these kids, uh, you know, with no records, uh, you know, maybe a little drugs and, you know, misdemeanors and, you know, putting them in the system. And one white guy even committed suicide, a young white guy. I, you know, I, I saw that on the news where, you know, his mother said he was never the same once they sent him through the system. Um but it's just the fact of how expendable we are, you know. And then um, even with the, you know, the immigrants, you know, and the the children coming over the border. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, so it's, a, a it's a whole mess. situation. That is a bad situation. Yes, because they found out that more than 90% of them can't even speak English. Yeah, but a lot of them are being sent, and their parents are letting them go. Yes, they're not coming with that. That's not good because the kids are being used. And they're being raped. They're being raped on their way here. That's what I'm saying. They're being used. And once they get here, I mean, you know, they were talking about some of the kids because when Trump was in office, they were talking about his policy uh, of separating. They were intentionally separating the kids from their parents. And uh, they were intentionally doing that. And so they were talking about that. And... um, and how there's over a thousand kids right now that they still haven't reconnected to to their family. Yeah, you know, and they so were taking and, babies apart from their uh, kids, and you know, and then the the kids were growing up. They didn't know who their parents were. Okay, I have another one, and mm-hmm. you would like to make a comment right now, sir? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Good Someone afternoon. just said, uh, uh, "How are you?" Uh, good I'm evening. Great. Good evening. Uh, my question was: uh, Someone just was talking about the people coming from the borders, not speaking English, and stuff. As if that's their fault. No, it's but not. their parents. It's... We're saying that their parents are just leaving the kids. They're sending well, the, the kids, parents, but they're not well, going. But if you if if you want your kids to have better, and you know that you can't get in, it's a better chance for your kid to get in. What are you going to do? You can't throw your child away. You can't throw your child away. You're not throwing them away. If they're yes, you if are. They get, if you're sending no, your you're child to someone who does not know your child and your child does not know who you, this person is, question. how do you know that who they're giving it to, who they're giving the kids to, they don't know them? How do you know that? Oh, I know they don't know them because they're in a different country. 
No, no, they're no. just taking a chance on their child. Okay. And to me, that's not good. That's me. But no, my child, they found what happened with they found out that a lot of the men that were coming with these children and a lot of the teenage and and men in their their early twenties, they were raping these girls. They're not they even just raping them. the girls; they're raping the boys too. So how do you send your kid? How do you do that? Well, I've know. always wanted best kids, but a, I wouldn't I'm, do that. You know, if you had a choice, of where you and you can't, you don't have a lot of money, and you got kids, and you know if they stay in the environment that that they're in, there's a possibility that you know. They won't live this is twelve or thirteen. You know what? You know, and the problem what, is, you may never see your do. child again. Yeah, but there, there were African people, uh, slaves that sent their kids off up north, right? Because I'm they not... knew they couldn't, but they were trying to get their kids to a better place, and maybe to them. Uh, sending their kids to America where they thought, you know, everybody has this vision of America, street paved with gold, right? Let me ask you, would you have done that? Would you have sent your child away without you? If I... If I was yes or no, yes or no, yes or no. No, no, I mean, it, it depends on the condition. It depends on the condition you're in. You know, no, if I knew uh-uh. I couldn't take care of them, right? And I had, and, no. and, and there's a chance I could get them to, like, say, from I'll just say, from Michigan to uh, Ohio. You know, I'm just saying because they, they were walking in those days, you know. And I and I heard that they'd have a better chance in Ohio. I would probably take the chance on sending them. Well, I'm not yeah. saying I would. It's not something I'm going to be jumping up and down about. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be doing that. But how well, would you know that they're going to have a better life on the other end? All you know, you don't know. You don't know what's on the other side. But if all you hear about this place called America, where everybody goes there and everybody gets taken care of and blah, blah, you know, all these good things, and you look around and you don't see any of these things where you're at, uh, and you know that if the kids stay there, there's a good chance they wouldn't, you know, they wouldn't make it. I mean, what would you do? I would keep my child with me. I would not mm-hmm. send my child out into the place where know. they know nothing. They know nothing and nobody. And I'm well, not going like to know. Uh-uh. Chance, you got to remember, it depends on the condition. No. That's true. Which no, I think, no, I think, no. I'm not letting my child no, I'm not letting my child go. I don't care well, what like the said, situation is. Not I'm not everybody. letting my child go. Not, well, that's, that's why I said it's, it's me. It's not for everybody. Decisions are made every day on people, on their own uh, situations. You well, know, I want my kids. Something with I me. wouldn't do, but yet somebody somebody else would do. 
So it I just depends on what your condition is. See, people get well. People get kind of confused. Is I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, you came up in the middle class. You know, you came up semi middle class. You know, and it, so of course your opinions be different than someone that that came up. You know, not knowing anything. You know, not having a good education, all kinds of things. Of course, the decisions would be different. If I was a millionaire, the decisions I made about my kids would be different. But you listen, so every- but listen, don't you believe that the child is going to resent the uh, parent that sent okay. them away? The child's not, not going to want to go. I have no idea what kids would do. I have no idea. But suppose they, I'll give you an example. They were talking. What are the, story the, of David what are the psychological ramifications of sending your child Because to know, me, your child, your child would think I, that you didn't I, want them anymore. Not, well, you know, a lot of things you don't understand until you get, like uh, the uh, uh, major was saying, until you get 50 years old. A lot of things you look at Because I, Because I know a lot of my uncles that, their parents, my grandparents didn't send them up, send them up, but other people did. I, I was looking to the story of David Ruffin, where his, I, if I'm, re, I hope I'm, I'm saying it right. At six years old, he was raised by his mother, and his mother and his mother disappeared. He by himself, he went and got on the train and came up. By the time came up north, okay, never really knowing his parents. They said his, I think they said his mother was a was the lady of the evening or or something, you know. But the conditions that they were in in Mississippi was really really bad. With nothing else to lose, he found a way to get on the train and get up to Michigan. Okay, but you know his life turned out fairly decent. You know he he had this, like you say he had all kinds of problems with reading and all that stuff, you know, but he made his way up north and was lucky to get attached to another family to kind of help raise them, you know. But even as he got older, those things, like you said, still always hurt him, hurt him, you know. Uh, But like I said, it depends on where you came from and, and where you are, you know. If you have no hope where you're at, you ain't going to see too much hope for your kids. I'm still not going to put my kid out there. I don't, I don't, that's great. That's true. I don't, I, <laughs> I'm not knocking that. Like I tell people, you can do whatever you want. That's like your house and my house. Your rules wouldn't be the same as the rules I'd have over here in my house, but that doesn't make either one of us wrong. It's just that we're looking at the condition that we're in and we're making the best decisions we think we we had, we could make, but neither one of us is wrong. But we have so, this kind of situation in America. I know it. <laughs> I mean, you know. But like I'm saying, what you don't know, you don't know. And the. Well, what I don't know is what my I would be putting my child into. Well, and my children could probably get killed or whatever, you know. And then I'll be 
Yeah, Forever thinking. But suppose mm-hmm. they could get killed right there. Where you, if you're in a bad, if you're in a bad place. Yeah. Well, I have to take that chance. What you 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 made? But you made my child sense. will still be with me. No. There's but, no way. But if your child stayed there, throw my, if your child I would there, not. I if would child not. Stayed under there no circumstances. And and got killed. But I, there's no argument. There's no. There's no right or no wrong. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think he's trying to convince you to say that you would, you know, send your kids over to a stranger. I mean, you just, you know, the point is, is that people do it, and they're doing it now. I mean, they're doing it every day, you know, coming to the borders, and so, you know. Uh, yeah, that's true. I get it that you. I, I get it that you wouldn't, and I appreciate it. You know, but uh, yeah, uh, I you know, sure, I appreciate it, but there are people that you know are in you know conditions where they're desperate and and they feel that giving their child to a stranger is better than the conditions that they're living in. So, uh, unfortunately, that's the reality that you know that we live in. Uh, you know, You're right, I don't and people know are doing do. it every day. I understand that. Doing they're it doing day, it right? as we speak. Right. So, I, I mean, and don't... it's not going to stop. No, you know, oh, if, no. If doing that uh-uh. is better than your living condition, if, you know, if you want, if you love your child that much, you know, there are people here that leave kids, put them in garbage cans, you know. You're and, right. And, You're and absolutely and right. Children. And, or and put them in suitcases and put them in a storage for years. Or put them in a freezer. Yeah, yeah I mean, that so, too. You know, that people, too. There's people here in America that are doing unconscionable things to their children. Oh, yeah. You know? oh, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there are worse things, you know, short uh, of killing them. Uh, if if my kids and I have to be poor together, <laughs> we can be poor yeah. together. I have to keep my children with me. Yeah. 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 yeah so. But well, you know, I mean, it's just. Yeah. I just think that uh, the school thing. Uh, I don't know what the how the the school system will get fixed. That's what I'm talking about. I mean, how are we going to get the children to learn and how are we going to get teachers to teach them? I mean, you know, I had classes, my kids, and I would go out to trips and I took them to uh Washington, D.C., I love Washington. And I take my students quite often to different places. Let them go places. Take them. Because a lot of them didn't go anywhere. And every, every year during the summer, one or two of my kids would die. They would die. And that that would really hurt me. But, I mean, one got uh, killed on a, well, she wasn't on it, 
but the child had been out of school and the teacher had had the not teacher the driver had had a problem trying to get that child back on the bus and told them you stand right here on the sidewalk and let me turn this bus around and that particular bus driver hit the light post and the post hit the kid and we stood over there and watched his brains spill out so I don't know it's just you know situations that you come into with students situations and I'm sure that that particular driver has never ever gotten over that but you know there are a lot of things that happen with students we had a flood in the school one day we were trying to call the parents to come and get the kids because the Buses had gone to other schools, and half of the doggone parents did not have phones. So we had to stay there all day with the kids and the flood. I mean, you know, a lot of things happen, you know. I I don't know. It's just... uh, there are good days, I shall say. I loved all the years, all the years, all 30, all 30 years. And probably... Well, you, you were asking about what can we do. Now, if you think about it, in order to turn this thing around, you got to almost turn around 300 million people. Yeah, that's not going to happen. uh, We can't get three people to agree. (laughs) I agree with that. I I won. My hand is up. I'm one. (laughs) I agree with that. So, like, you know, the problem is you're not start. you cannot start with a blank, a blank slate. Because every slate, everybody that's here now, I don't care if there's, they're one month old or whatever, they've already started building their history. So, you know, you can, you know, I always thought when I was younger, like maybe 13 or 14, and, you know, you think about all the cars and stuff around you. So I said, well, I wonder over in Africa, have they invented the car yet? Because you think that every every country, every culture, would have to go through the same process of uh, of develop of developing, but what we do, what happens is wherever we come in to the culture, you know, they take advantage of. They're not trying to build a new car now; they're, they're just buying the stuff, and now we have the ability to transfer it back and forth. So cultures uh, can be changed, but it's very, very hard to change them, I think. Well, listen. Uh, Brother Mark, say, what's the race that started? You know, it's, you know, you want to, now you want to give me a, uh, you're going to 
take a mile head start. Now you're going to say go, shoot the gun, and you're already a mile ahead of me. How am I going to ever catch up? If the other person stops, they'll wait for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, at, at the finish line. <laughs> Listen, don't down. Put your hand down. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is her name that had the uh, the girls' um, school? Oh gosh, what is this? she's famous. Uh, she had a school. Oh, okay. okay. yeah. Is does she still have one? In yeah. Africa, yes. She I does. She still have one in Africa. Yeah. I know her know. school is closed. She closed her, her school. school. Oh, she did close. I just read an article about her on Monday about how all the students from her school had gotten together and they had um, flew over here sometime this month to tell her thank you because they're all successful people over in Africa. But they didn't put that on the news. TMZ didn't report that. I had heard anything about it for years now. I didn't know if she still had it. Did did you say she still has it or she does not? No, I said I didn't didn't know if she had it. She closed the school the year that she stopped her show. Oh, that was a long time. Yeah. Seemed like I remember hearing about it since then. Oh, but I I didn't know. But, you know, time passes so quickly. You look around and you be like, you know, you and you're old, and you're old, right? Ten years, yeah. Right? You wake up and you're <laughs> old. <laughs> and wonder how you got there. <laughs> That's not funny. But, uh, yeah, well. I mean, and, you know, when you get a certain age, you know, like, I can tell my kids, I say, unless I catch the lottery, y'all ain't going to have too much to be looking forward to. <laughs> but I go. <laughs> you tell your kids that. <laughs> yeah. But your kids are grown spend, now. They're grown. So? I don't so? think grown. It doesn't kids. matter. Wait a minute. It doesn't wait a minute. matter. Wait a minute. Sometimes when think. people expect money, believe me, you wind up dying quicker because they're going to try to figure out a way to get there. <laughs> so I do not you know. think that kids will want to want you to have money because they're grown and they have their, you know, occupations and stuff like that. So they're not looking okay. for mom or Once dad. Again. Once again, uh, Miss Miss Virginia, put your hand down. <laughs> well, I I remember someone that I grew up with, and uh, uh, both him and his brother's dead now. But uh, his mother was uh, she was at she was here at Pershing. His mother used to go on every trip the seniors go on. She was like what you call the parent of the school or whatever. I mean, 
this his dad died, I think, when he was around 13 or something like that. But this lady, she loved her kids so much, you know, she would do anything for them, right? So the youngest son and I graduated together. And right after we graduated, his brother had a heart attack and died, right? Oh, wow. So I was talking to the young guy, and he, the stuff he was saying, like, I don't understand. My mom, he was bad at his mother because she make a mistake and sometimes call him his brother's name. But, you know, that's just a, a parent, you know, wherever their mind right. is at at the time, you know. And so time goes on. He's talking about, uh, I can't wait till she get out of that house because that should be my house. I said, when your daddy built that house, he didn't build it for you. He built it for, you know, for his wife and his family. But this guy was so, you know, as if he he was entitled, you know, to so much. But he wound up dying before his mom died. Uh-huh. I knew you was going to say that. I knew it. Uh-huh. Yep. He died before. Because I told him, I said, what? I said, you understand the Bible, the first the first promise God made to anybody was obey your parents, that your days may be long, right? And you're right here trying to get your mother to kill your mother so you can get a house. But like I said, yeah. he went before she did, so I don't, I ain't going to say who got the last laugh, but, you know, it's just a idea. You can't, you know, you can't live off somebody else's diet. Yeah, yeah I don't. Cause I went to a, a funeral and one of the family members said, I thought she had more than what she had because she worked at General Motors all her life. And mm-hmm. Where was the money? And it's got to be an account someplace that we don't know nothing about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> People will find your money if you got some. Right. And then they came over to my house like a week later where you were close with my mother. Um, And I know you used to take her places. Did you ever take her to the bank? And I said, sure I did. Well, what bank did you take her to? And I told them, I took her to three different banks. I told them about one bank. I said, I'm going to wait until the state contacts them and tell them, well, there's money here and there's money there. Oh, wow. I refuse to tell them. That's crazy. Well, yes. Some, and, uh, even yeah, as I, see, there are kids that are waiting at a hospital in the bed. Their parents are in the mm-hmm. bed dying, and they, they're waiting on their parents to take that last breath. Mm-hmm. So they yeah, can leave real. that hospital and go and find the insurance policy. That's true. That is true, unfortunately. And then you have grandparents that have been killed from their grandchildren because Mm -hmm. the grandparents said, well, when I die, you're in my will and uh, you're in my insurance policy. And those kids go and kill the grandparents, not knowing Mm -hmm. that since you killed them, you ain't getting a dime. Right. Now, that's love. Okay. Now, I, love, 
I did check. The Oprah Winfrey uh, Leadership Academy is still open. They just oh, had a class okay. for 2021. Wow. Yeah, you can, Google, you can Google it. Yeah, it's still open. Wow. I didn't make sense that she would close it. Yeah. But no, they're still uh, graduating kids. They said they've got 300 alumni that are forming uh, an organization. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, they've graduated a lot. I think they just did 66 recently, just graduated. So, no, they're still open. Okay. Well, thank you for the info. Yeah, just Google it. Just Google. It'll take you straight there. Okay. Well, I thank you, folks, for being with me. We had a a crazy start, but, you know, we came through and we finished well. So if you have... Your last say, just go ahead and say what you want to say. Well, like they said, it ain't how you start, it's how you finish. Yeah. True. True. Okay. I want everyone to have a blessed weekend and be safe. Mm-hmm. When is the holiday? That next week? Same time next week. Oh, I have a call coming in, so good night, everyone. Okay. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Well, Lucy? Yes? Okay. You have something to say before we go out? We're going to still make it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I agree. Okay, well, I'm going to say uh, okay, I would like to say choices, chances, changes. You must make the choice to make a change. If you want anything in life to change, no, you must make the choice to make, to take a chance if you want anything in life to change. So those are the three C's, choices, chances, and changes. You must make the choice to take a chance if you want anything in life to change. I thought that was really good. And I would like to say thank you guys for hanging with me, and I really appreciate it. And I appreciate for all the ideas and, you know, the things that you say. A lot of times we don't uh, agree, but that's okay. That's okay. I thank you guys, and I will hear you, not see you, (laughs) hear you again will be what the second yeah I think that's it but anyway enjoy the rest of this month August 
because we'll be going into labor uh, Labor Day next month. But anyway, have a good time. Have a good night. And talk to you next week. And this has been the Let's Talk About It with Jenny. Good night. Bye.